Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Wasn't last night amazing? Pastor Wade, thank you so much. How many of you guys have got out of your tent? Amen? Come on, that's right. It was a great, great night. So glad to have him with us. I'm going to tell you what, guys, just so you know, he's made a big sacrifice to be here with us. Uh, They've got a huge concert at their church tonight. So as soon as he's done with the second session today... He's driving back to Bel Air. They got a big service tonight. Belonging Company, right? Man, Danny Gokey, Natalie Grant, they're going to be at his church tonight. Yeah. And so they're having a big concert tonight at his church. And then he's going to drive back, probably leave about midnight or who knows, drive back, come back to Richmond, be with us tomorrow. Amen. How many of you appreciate a man of God doing that? So, man, don't anybody stay home. It's going to be awesome tomorrow. It's so good to have him. And then also, any of you who have been through our freedom groups and gone with us to a freedom conference, that's the church that we go to for freedom conference. So how many of you appreciate Pastor Wade opening his church up to us? Amen. Amen. I just It's so exciting. And I'm grateful that he's here with us. He's a good friend, a friend of this church already. I just feel like he's already made a connection with us. So, man, let's welcome Pastor Wade again this morning. P-Dub, amen. (laughs) What's up, everybody? You guys get some good sleep last night. I now know what the doorstop is for. It's an iPad prophet. I'm going to do that. I want to be a part of it. That's a blessing. I had those, uh, what are they, southern-style donuts? Is that what you call them? a normal donut to me. <laughs> it was good, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, praise and worship team, for leading us so well. How many are grateful that we get to be a part of this type of atmosphere? Amen? Amen. Well, you came back this morning, so that means I didn't do too terrible last night. Thank you so much for getting up and pushing through, and I know taking out your weekend is a big ask. It's a Big commitment, and I just know that you will be blessed for it. I believe that. Just actually doing life with men is a blessing. Can I get a good amen? Holla at your boy. All right. All right, so are you ready to open up your hearts and receive maybe what God wants to say in this first session this morning? All right, if you have your Bibles, let's go to uh, 1 Kings chapter 20. Thank you. Um, 1 Kings 20, verses 39 through 43. I got a few verses, so I want to I dive in. I love Old Testament. I love Old Testament stories. To me, they just come to life and... To know that that was a foundation for the New Testament, Um, it just brings great joy when you see these stories like this. So, 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 39 through 43. So, now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. Everybody say, Guard this man. Come on, say it with a little bit of attitude. Come on, guard. Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. And then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. And he hastened to take 
the bandage away from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said unto him, Thus says the Lord, because you have let slip out of your hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction, therefore your life shall go for his life and your people for his people. And so the king of Israel went to his house sullen and displeased and came to Samaria. In other words, the king of Israel walked away sad and displeased. It wasn't the heart of the king that this would be the result of that day. But this man made a decision for himself. And I want to talk to you on this, to this morning on this topic, on this thought. Guard this man. Come on, say that with me. Guard this man. Everybody say this man. Guard this man. So, Jesus, we ask that you give us the heart to hear your word today. Give us ears to hear. Give Jesus, our, open our eyes so that it can be focused completely on you. God, we know, Jesus, without you, we're nothing. We need you in our life. We need you in our family. It doesn't matter where we come from today, whether we're old or young, rich or poor, whether we're the most successful person in the room or not, we all have this one thing in common, and that is this, Jesus, we desperately need you in our life. And Lord, I pray for the next few moments that you would help me make that extremely clear in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. The most important thing that we can learn concerning what it looks like to be a man can be found in these few short verses. This is a story of a battlefield. This is not just an ordinary battlefield. It's an Old Testament battlefield. It was a noisy place. Generals are screaming and yelling out orders and commands. Trumpets and shofars are blasting. The cries of wounded men could be heard everywhere. The sounds of swords and shields are clashing. The feeling of the ground shaking from the horses and the chariots are all around you. This is hand-to-hand combat. This is not some video game. This is blood and guts. This is noisy. It's chaotic. It's dangerous. Risk is everywhere. And it was around every man. Enemy just constantly coming at you. And it's with this battlefield in mind, it would be hard to imagine that anyone or anything would be more dangerous this, than this battlefield. It's hard for me to imagine that anything could be more life-threatening than this Old Testament battlefield. And so here we are in the middle of the battle raging, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the danger, in the middle of the noise, a king approaches a soldier as the battle rages. And he tells this soldier as he's fighting for his life, he says, hey, I need you. Uncle Sam wants you. I've captured this man and I need you to stop what you're doing and I need you to guard this man. I need you to keep him. Above all else, I know the battle seems like it should get all of your attention right now. It should get all your focus, but that's not the truth. I, I, need, I, I need this to be where your focus is right now. I need you to refocus, and I need you to guard this man. This is the most important task for your life. It gets no more important than this, what I'm saying. There is no higher priority than this. I need you to guard this man. The word guard here. It means to raise up a hedge of protection. Specifically, it means a hedge of thorns. So what the king is saying is, I I, I want you to guard him by building a barbed wire fence around him. I I want you to make sure that there is no perimeter around. I I need you to make sure that there is a perimeter around him. I I need you to place boundaries 
around this man. Fence him in. Hedge him in. Make sure that this man cannot escape from your protection. Do whatever you have to do. Do not let him out of your sight. This order was so serious from the king to this man. It was of such importance that the king underlined this order by saying, if for some reason you have underestimated the job that I've given you to do and you lose this man, if this man escapes, it will be your life for his life. If anything happens, you die. If anything happens to this man that I've given you, it will cost you everything. He's saying, don't worry about the battle. Don't worry about the noise. Don't worry about the swords and the shields and the clinging of artillery. Don't get caught up in the trumpets that are blasting. Don't get distracted by the rumble of the chariots. You need to focus on one thing more than anything else in your life, more than anything else in this world. You've got to guard this man. In the middle of the warfare, this is your most important job. Don't get distracted. It's going to be easy to lose focus. It will be easy to be sidetracked. But I need you to guard this man as though your life depends on it because it does. If you lose this man, it will cost you everything. And I know I'm driving this idea home so deep. But at all costs, take whatever extreme you need to take, whatever measure you have to take, you've got to guard. You've got to guard this man. And so the story plays out. The battle ends. The dust begins to settle. The war is over. The king shows up, and he comes face to face with this soldier that he gave this order to. And he immediately wants to know one thing from this soldier. He wants to ask one question. He's not concerned with did he kill 100 men by himself. He's not interested if there are achievements and medals that are hanging around his neck or hung up on his wall or somewhere on his uniform. The king wants to know one thing from this soldier, did you keep and guard the man that I gave you? Did you do what I asked you to do? Where is the man that I asked you to build the barbed wire fence around? Where is this man that I asked you to protect? And I, I want to know where this guy is. And the soldier looks back at the king and he says, I, King, I, I hate to tell you this, but this man escaped. He got away. He disappeared. He got loose. And I don't, I don't know what to say about it. And immediately the king wants to know, how could this happen? Was I not clear? Did, I, did you not understand your assignment? Did I not tell you that you had to guard this man with your life as if your life depended on it? What could possibly have gotten in the way from you doing what I asked you to do? Did the enemy overpower you in some way? You didn't see them coming. Did you get seduced? And the soldier just said, no, sir. Did you, did you possibly not understand completely the order was I, was I unclear, soldier? And the soldier looked back at the king and said, no, king, you were absolutely clear. Then what happened? And his answer is so classic that every single man in this room, you can relate to what he says. He says, king, I just got busy. I, I just got overwhelmed. I got busy here and I got busy there. I got busy doing this. I got busy doing that. I just got distracted. I lost my focus. I, 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 I allowed my attention to be focused in areas where it shouldn't have been focused. And the king, looked back, he, he, the king looks back at him and he says these words, your sentence, this is your sentence. I did not choose this for you. You chose this for yourself. This is not a sentence that I wanted for you. But this is a sentence that you've given to yourself. And that is this, this will cost you everything. This will cost you your future. This will cost you your life. Because you did not watch out for the thing that I asked you to watch out for. 
I gave you someone to protect. I gave you someone to guard, and you refused to do it. And the man, I mean, if you and I were in these shoes, you, you and I both, we'd be like negotiating, right? We'd be like, King, you, you got to understand. I, I wasn't a lazy man. I was actually working hard, King. I, I was doing what I needed to do. I thought I was trying to just get the job done. I, I, I thought I was trying to be effective in life. I wasn't lazy. I was just busy. I was busy here. I was busy there. I got distracted. I got sidetracked. I lost my focus. I knew what was important, but for some reason, just in the busyness of my life, I let my life just get out of control. King, surely you're merciful. Surely you understand. You're a good king. You're a kind king. You can relate to the demands of life. You can relate that people pull at our attention. King, surely you know what it's like to put fires out every day of your life. Surely you know what it's like to, to have the job, to have the school, to have the bills, to have the sports, to have the hobbies. I've got the kids. I've got the wife. I've got the ex-wife. I've got a blended family now. Surely you're a good king and you get it. I just didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think it was a big problem. King, I actually built the fence you asked me to build. I hedged the guy in. I made sure that that man was behind the thorns. I made sure that he was there and he promised me, King, that he wouldn't escape. He promised me that he wouldn't try to get away. He actually gave me his Boy Scout honor. He, he pinky promised me, King, that he would not get away. So that I could go about my life just being busy. You see, it happened gradually to this man. It wasn't that he woke up one morning and all of a sudden his life was upside down. It, was, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't happen quickly. It was little by little, less and less over time did he focus on what mattered. Less and less over time did he pay attention to what the king gave him to do. And when he wasn't focused on what mattered most, the man escapes. And the king announces... This sentence for you, it will cost you everything. You, you see, the king knew how hard it was or would be to guard this man. The king knew that it was going to take extreme focus. The king knew that the stakes were incredibly high, so he made it clear that it's going to be your life for his life. The stakes that are in this situation are if you don't keep this man, you lose everything that's of value. Everything that's precious, everything that's important to your life. And in case you haven't caught it yet, if, you, if you're not smelling what I'm stepping in this morning, if you're not picking up what I'm putting down, you're like, what in the world does this have to do with me? Like, what does this sermon have to do with me? I want to help you out, man. Are you, are you ready? You are that man. I am that man. Every one of us, we have this old nature. We have an inner man. We have something on the inside of us that Jesus, when he enters into the battlefield of our life, no matter how bloody or how gruesome, no matter how the battle is raging, no matter what our background or our history is, he begins to get a hold of each one of us, and he begins to give us instructions about our future and what he's calling us to do. And he tells us that there is a man on the inside of us that we've got to guard. There is a man that you're going to have to keep. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Come on. And if you don't focus on this man, if I don't pay attention to me, it's not the enemy out there. It's not the battlefield out there that's the greatest risk or the greatest danger. No, it's the inner me. I've got to keep this man, because if I don't keep this man, everything in my life is at risk. Are you with me, somebody? 
I must take care of this man. You see, the stakes for you and I are just as high as it was for this soldier. You're like, no, 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 P-Dub. I'm right now focused on my family. I'm focused on my kids. I'm focused on my career. I'm climbing up this ladder. It's going good. I'm focused on this thing or that thing. But I want to tell you right now, if you don't take care of this man, the rest will not be taken care of. The first order of business of our life is that we're responsible for me first. I'm responsible for me. This is the man that I've got to guard because if this man gets loose and this man gets crazy, right? I'm telling you, if I don't guard this man, this man is going to have its way in my life. He'll get so busy on everything. He'll get so distracted on everything. I'll be running after this. I'll be running after that. I'll be so focused on the work of God and forget the God of the work. Are you with me, somebody? And I will lose everything that God has given for me to guard, which is my soul and which is my own life. So I'm got to build a, if I have to, I've got to build a barbed wire fence around my life because the king says, you raise up thorns and hedges and boundaries in a perimeter. And I just want to tell some men this morning that there's nothing wrong with giving yourself a fence. Well, I don't like legalism. Well, there's nothing wrong with giving yourself a hedge every now and then. This is what character is. This is what this is the script. This is what God gives us in His Word. He gives us a standard. Why? So we don't just let everything go. So that we don't just do everything in our own way, in our own flesh. No, you've got you've got to guard this man. You've got to build a barbed wire fence around him if necessary. Paul said, the Apostle Paul said, "There's no, there's no good thing in my flesh." Paul, the greatest apostle, said. All things that I want to do, I don't do. And all the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Can I just help some men this morning? If the Apostle Paul said this, that these are things that I'm supposed to do, but I don't do them. And these are the things I'm not supposed to do. I end up doing those anyways. Man, if he struggled, can I tell you that we're going to struggle too? That we have to guard the same flesh because we have the same flesh that he did. And we're never going to get past needing to guard and to protect our inner man. Are you tracking with me? So we got to guard the man. We got to guard your heart. I've got to guard my eyes. I've got to guard my relationships. I've got to guard my mind, my thinking. I've got to spiritually build whatever I've got to build around my life. And this is the hope of this thought today that we will begin to say this morning that I just can't go at life haphazardly. I can't just go at life accidentally. I've got to make sure that I'm intentional about guarding my own heart. I'm intentional about guarding my own life and my own mind. Because you see, what I, what I hate about this story, and where this story really breaks my heart is this, that he wasn't a bad man. He was just a busy man. And we, we lose more men to busyness than we do to badness. We, we lose more men to meaningless distractions. The things that we think are a big deal, we make a big deal out of it that in the end it doesn't matter at all. Just busy. Busy here, busy there. One week turns into two weeks, two weeks turns into a month, one season turns into a year. And we look and we've been caught up in a decade delay because we have been so busy not guarding our inner man. And we look back and we're doing nothing to build our spiritual life. We're doing nothing to make sure that we're close to God. We're doing nothing to get in his word and spend time with his presence. And we're too busy for his house. And 
we say things like this, because we say them all the time, that, well, the king understands. Surely the king's a kind king. He's going to get it. You see, this man did not lose his focus on purpose. He did not lose track of what he was supposed to guard on purpose. He didn't just say, you know what, I'm throwing up my hands today, I'm quitting. No, this man wasn't a quitter. He was a soldier. This man was on the battlefield. He was a warrior. He was found in hand-to-hand combat. He was in it to win it. Yet incrementally over time, little by little, slowly, he began to drift away from doing the things that the king asked him to do. The Bible says this, that every single one of us We're drawn away by our own lust. You see, it just kind of happens over time. And the excuse that he gives, the soldier gives, is the same exact excuse that we give. Man, I just got so much to do. Just busy. Jesus, I forgot to guard my man. I forgot to keep him. I forgot to think about, I forgot to think how important it was to look out for my own spiritual well-being. I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was doing the right thing by looking after my family only. And I'm I'm not trying to cast shade on you looking after your family. But I just want to tell you this morning that before you go out to battle, before you go take on the enemy, you got to make sure that your man is guarded. Because my old nature, just like your old nature, if it's not guarded, it will get out of control. My 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 old my old nature is like a like an escape artist from Alcatraz. It knows how to find its way. My mind begins to think crazy thoughts. I'll let standards down just like you do. I will, I will begin to lose spiritually. I'll begin to lose in my relationship with the Lord. And before I know it, standards are dropping in my life. And I will start to allow myself to not really make God a priority, a priority like he needs to be. And my old man begins to escape the prison that I've put him in. And so the Bible says you hedge him in. You lock the door, throw away the key. You bring your body under subjection if you need to. Because if your, your flesh, if allowed, will get more and more out of control. And your flesh will drag you to hell if you will let it. Are you with me? So you got to make sure that you guard this man. you got to guard this man. Everybody say this man. The band could come. This, this is what I've come to ask you today. In a few minutes, we're going to be out of here. We're going to be going having some fun. Going, I wish I could go hit some balls with you guys because I would, I would jump in that, the, that contest if there was one because I have been bit by the golf bug. I just want to tell you. But we're going to be out of here. But I've come to ask you the same question that the king asked the man. I've come to ask you so that you're not taken by surprise one day when you actually stand before your final moment, before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and Jesus wants to know, hey, did, did, you, guard, did you guard this man? Did you take care of your own heart? Did you take care of your own soul? Did you take care of your own spiritual life? How, how have you been doing keeping this man? How have you been doing guarding this man? How have you been doing keeping your mind, keeping your heart pure, keeping your thoughts pure? How, 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 how have you been doing with anger and guarding that pride, guarding that unforgiveness, guarding that lust and that greed, guarding your eyes? Guarding all the things that if you don't hedge in, not one of us, no matter who you are, no one person in this room is above this old man escaping 
and to begin to ruin all the things that God has called you to do as a man? Have you guarded the man? I remember hearing a story about Muhammad Ali. He had boarded an airplane and the stewardess came and said, hey, the doors are shut. The doors are locked. And we're about to take off. You need to put your seatbelt on. Muhammad Ali looked it up at her and said, hey, Superman doesn't need a seatbelt. And the stewardess looked back at him and said, Superman doesn't need an airplane either. Put your seatbelt on. See, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it really doesn't matter how successful you are outside of this room. How accomplished you are outside of this room. The word of the Lord is here this morning to tell you that you're not Superman. And some of us spiritually, we need to guard. We need to put our seatbelt around our inner man. And then by the help of the Holy Spirit, and I feel him in this room right now, in this space, we've got, men, we've got to guard this man. Some of us need to, in this moment, in this moment, and I feel his presence so strongly, you need to start building up some hedges again. Because everything right now outside of this room that you're fighting for, it really does hinge on you taking care of this man. Are you with me, somebody? Come on, can we all stand today? In just a moment, I want to invite every one of us to make some kind of move. You, you just If you need to, just get out in the aisle, come maybe toward this front area. But I just want to kind of just as a group today... Just build an altar toward the Lord and just say, today's my day. Today's a day where I, I start building the hedge again. Maybe some of us, we've built some strong boundaries around some things, but we've let some things go. And I just feel Jesus coming to us this morning saying, hey, how have you been with the man? Have you guarded this man? Have you been protecting this man that I've given you? Come on, man, let's build an altar for this next few moments. So, God, I pray that you would begin in this moment a revival amongst the men of Life Church. God, that you would take this moment, this simple message, this thought. And many of us right now, we're in the middle of the battlefield right now. It's no joke, it's real. Some of us are fighting a battle in our minds, some of us are fighting a battle in the spirit, some of us are fighting physically, relationally. Everywhere I turn around, I'm just misunderstood. pray that you would get a hold of all of our hearts. Today, right now, in this moment, I'm beginning to build a barbed wire fence to keep my old man, my old nature. God, I don't want my sin nature to take over. God, I don't want my flesh to take control of my life. I don't want my flesh to have the final say in my heart today. And God, I don't want the battlefield and the business of life derail me from my destiny and my relationship with you. Starting now, starting right now, guarding my heart. And I'm not going to allow the business of life to derail me or take me away. And then I want to encourage you this morning as you dig in and in then just the next few moments, we're only going to take a few moments, as we dig into these few moments, if you take care of your spiritual life, God's going to take care of the battlefield. 
you take care of your spiritual life, God is going to take care of those children. If you take care of your spirit, if you will lead you today, God will take care of that marriage. If you will lead you today, God will take care of that thing that you're worried about. If you will take care of the man, God will take care of the battle. That business idea, that dream, God's going to take care of it. He sees it. He knows it's in your heart. But you got to keep the man. you got to guard the man. So God, right here, right now, in this spot, on this piece of carpet, in this building, God, I'm asking you to keep my heart. In Jesus' name we pray. guys here's what I want us to do while the band is playing I want every man just to take a few minutes you can stand where you are kneel somewhere find a chair I don't want us to just let this moment pass amen we need to park on this street for just a minute and let's take a few minutes and let's talk to God can we do that take a few minutes let's talk to the Lord about areas of our life that we need to build or rebuild or construct whatever it needs to be can we take a little bit of time right now and let's pray father in the name of Jesus on, just take some time right now. God, I know, whether it's in my marriage or in my, 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 my financial integrity or my purity or my relationships with other people, God, I don't want any walls to come down that need to remain up, God. I don't want to remove anything that's here to protect me, Lord. God, I just thank you. I ask you, Lord, to help me. Help me right now. Come on, man. Pray at your point of weakness. Pray Wherever it is that you know you need strength, let's do that right now. Come on.
group, come on, one time, guys. Let's receive this word. Plant it in our hearts. Help us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. Lord, I want to be a man of integrity, God. I want to guard this man. I want to guard my heart. I want to guard my mind. Lord, I want to guard my honor and my character. Help me, Lord, to be that man. Help me to be that man, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. David said, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, amen. Paul said, Pastor Wade said, Paul said he had to die every day. Guys, that's how you win, amen. You got to take it to the Lord every day. And the good news is, his mercy is new every morning, every day, every day. You know the guys who I've seen over the years, in my experience, the guys who get in the most trouble, are the ones who think they're the most spiritual. They're the guys who think they got it all together. They're the guys who try to put off this persona of, you know, I, I'm so spiritual. I, I've got all my stuff together. I never, I never mess up. I never think bad thoughts. Come on. If we could just be real, that's where it starts, right? It starts with integrity. First, you got to have integrity with yourself. Be honest with yourself enough to know, you know, and I'm just a man. And I struggle some days more than others. But I got to guard this man so I can protect my wife and my children and my family and my future and the generations to come. My church, amen. All of it, it starts right here. Father, thank you for this word that we've heard this morning, God. Thank you for this reminder. It's so powerful. Everything swings on this hinge, Lord. Everything swings on this hinge, God. My life, my future. Help me to guard this man to be upright before you, to walk in integrity. I ask it in Jesus' name. May I say amen? Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.